Hey everybody, welcome to uh, a brand new installment of the Use Guys in That podcast, uh, something that Christopher came up with, which I'm really excited to talk to you about. Uh, we've covered certain topics like this before, but it's a show specifically dedicated to one topic at a time. Today we're talking, this is Conspiracy Corner. Uh, very excited, the first installment. Um, and Christopher uh, is, uh, you know, uh, going to talk to us and we're going to talk to Use about agenda 21 now those of you that um, know who glenn beck is um the uh the great uh you know mormon conservative from out west um I, he's a great writer by the way i read his book the christmas sweater it's very god heavy you know but whatever like he i don't have a problem with him some of his you know the bullshit that he pulls like he you know he, he, some of it's strange but he did he he's pretty good about hitting some stuff on the head and he did a book on agenda 21 i th i own it i think somewhere in the used guys library not down here there's there's no glenn beck down here now it might be in in, in the book box i'm not sure there's books everywhere here i don't, I don't know where it might be so you have, you have a library and a book box and a, <laughs> and a book box i have a book box and i have boxes of books and storage um <laughs> it's just there's not enough room uh in the used guys studio for the entire used guys library <laughs> to be displayed the library, um, the book box, and the book warehouse. And the book <laughs> storage. <laughs> the book warehouse. That's right. I'm going to call right. them. Writing it are, down are, right now. <laughs> are you a, a licensed and certified forklift operator by chance? Uh, funny that you ask. Uh, yes, I have a lifetime <laughs> membership. Um, I have a lifetime card. Um, and my little driver, my tow motor's license is is yellow. To, to show you how serious it is bright yellow like hey whoa caution he's authorized to drive the forklift yeah um as as i'm sure you are as well um so yeah we're going to talk about agenda 21 today so chris is going to lead us off and then we're going to dive right into it so take it away sir all right so i'm just going to get started off by going what the what the surface level explanation is and yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm just using Wikipedia for, for what the surface level explanation is. Um, so not, not, not that I necessarily endorse Wikipedia. <laughs> uh, but according to Wikipedia, Agenda 21 is a non-binding action plan of the United Nations with regard to sustainable development. Uh, it is a product of the Earth Summit, uh, UN Conference on Environment and Development, held in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil in 1992, so a couple decades old. Uh, it is an action agenda for the UN over multilateral organizations and individual governments around the world that can be executed at local, national, and global levels. One major objective of the Agenda 21 initiative is that every local government should draw its own local Agenda 21. Its aim initially was to achieve global sustainable development by 2000, with the 21 and agenda referring to the original target of the 21st century. They're a little off the mark. Um, there's obviously, there's a lot more. I'm not going to read the whole Wikipedia page, uh, but yeah. obviously we'll provide that in the, in the notes if anybody wants to, if anybody's interested in reading that. Um, so with that being said, um, that was kind of like a vague explanation of what it is um but what does agenda 21 really entail um and uh, you know according obviously we just talked about glenn beck um 
and according to him and his little article over at the blaze uh is uh, agenda 21 is a socialist plan um and uh, obviously ties in you know with the coronavirus um uh, which is probably one of its biggest problems uh providing rules and regulations for farmlands uh there's been a lot of area that they've dedicated to uh be uh what's it what is it like national wild lands or whatever so in other words land that they can't use for farm Mm -hmm. um they've used things like eminent domain obviously to confiscate property uh and uh let's see let's see what's this other article here okay so Here's another example of some of the rules and regulations. So this is a, this is an older article. Um, a lot of the stuff I could find, like I couldn't really find anything that was like semi-recent. Um, and it seems to be because Agenda 21 has kind of morphed and taken shape into different things over the years. Right. Um, I saw some articles referring to it now as Agenda 2030, which sounds awfully familiar. Um, I believe we've heard of this thing called the World Economic Forum that came up with this thing called the Great Reset 2030. So a lot of this kind of ties into that, which is how it's relevant uh, today. So uh, this article right here from the Independent Sentinel, uh, great repute. Uh, So a family in uh, Colorado was being told that they couldn't use a a motorized vehicle to get to their home in the mountains. Property was seized by the local government. Um, property owners in California were being told that they couldn't plant on their farms and all water, like due to the droughts, uh, you know, so they're controlling water. Um, obviously, over in California, where there's lots of wildfires and whatnot. Um, and it's basically putting a lot of unnecessary regulations on local farms and just making it harder for them. Okay. And so speaking of Glenn Beck, uh, he does have a video on the article that I found. So uh, let's go ahead and roll that beautiful bean footage. All right, let's see what Glenn has to say. Four years after Agenda 2030 went public with their goal of bringing a global socialist government off the back of climate change, some of the very same people gathered in October 2019, just this last October, to war game on what was needed to fight a global pandemic. It was a conglomeration of business people, health experts, and government officials from all over the world. The event was called Event 201. Every year, there are about 200 outbreaks, but the big one that everyone is afraid of is the 201st. This war game was a plan to find out what it would need, uh, what we need to do to prepare for the inevitable future. Now, it was a collaborative effort between Johns Hopkins University, one of the first progressive universities in the country, if not the first, Bill Gates and the World Economic Forum. When the participants sat down to begin the game, this is what they were shown. Watch. It began in healthy looking pigs months, perhaps years ago. A new coronavirus spread silently within herds. Gradually, farmers started getting sick. Infected people got a respiratory illness with symptoms ranging from mild flu-like signs to severe pneumonia. The sickest required intensive care. Many died. Sound familiar? If you just exchange pigs for bats, you have exactly what's happening right now. 
going to get more into this after the next break, but I'm not saying, and I want to make this clear, this was not started by the people that organized Event 201. This is just what these people do. They war game future crisis. They nailed this one. Uh, but they also nailed the plans for a larger, more centralized government in response to it. It's what they did for climate change, and it's also what they had in mind for a global pandemic. Bill and Melinda Gates, who co-sponsored the event, have made advocating for Agenda 2030 one of their main endeavors. They produce all kinds of things. They, rep- they do this uh, report, Goalkeepers. They produce it every year to ensure all 17 sustainable development goals happen by the year 2030. Multiple other participants are directly linked to Agenda 2030. Sophia uh, Borges, she is the U.N. Foundation's senior vice president. She was the chief negotiator from the U.N., compelling countries to adopt Agenda 2030. Then there's uh, Eduardo Martinez. He's an executive at UPS. He also serves on Impact 2030, a coalition to, quote, advance the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals and on the board of United Nations Public-Private Sector Coalition. Did you know UPS was involved in this? Nope. The merging of public and private sectors. You're going to hear a lot about this. The other members included government officials at the highest levels, like the heads of the CDC in China and even the director of the CDC here in the United States. This scenario provided a direct pipeline from people pushing Agenda 2030 directly to targeted businesses and public policymakers. If you watch this entire event, which you can, one overriding theme always comes up. It's this. The scenario also highlights the very critical role that global business and public-private partnerships play in preparing for and responding to pandemics. And we know from past responses that public-private cooperation will be essential. We're at the start of what's looking like it will be a severe pandemic. And there are problems emerging that can only be solved by global business and governments working together. Global business and government coming together. That, that came up over and over and over again. And when the question of who should be given the global centralized orders, of course, Agenda 2030, UN rep, spoke up immediately. Thank you. Yes, I agree. And I wanted to speak to the point about having the honest broken. I think in this regard, the United Nations fits the bill. Um, I think that given that uh, the countries most affected are those that are low and middle income countries with unequal access to technology, to, to finances, uh, the UN has a, a worldwide uh, footprint, universally uh, recognized and uh, universal membership. Global crisis, business merging with government and giving the power and the credibility to the UN and WHO. Boy, that sounds like a recipe for disaster. No matter what the attendees tried to do, no matter what solutions they came up with, the scenario was designed uh, and destined for catastrophe. In my opinion, it's, uh, to use a Star Trek reference, the Kobayashi Maru. It was rigged from the start. In the simulation, 65 million people die. Global GDP retracts 11%. Markets go down 40%. This is their final produced video. See if any of it sounds familiar. Watch. Attempts to control media messaging originally aimed only at health-related misinformation became used increasingly to quash political dissent. Economists say the economic turmoil caused by such a pandemic will last for years, perhaps a decade. 
the societal impacts, the loss of faith in government, the distrust of news, and the breakdown of social cohesion could last even longer. We have to ask, did this need to be so bad? Are there things we could have done in the five to 10 years leading up to the pandemic that would have lessened the catastrophic consequences? We believe the answer is yes. So are we as a global community now finally ready to do the hard work needed to prepare for the next pandemic? They didn't have five years to prepare. Instead, they had about five weeks. And are they not describing exactly to the T the chalkboard I opened my show with today? Faith in media, corporations, government, eroding, economic collapse, civil unrest, and a cry to prepare for the next crisis. I showed you who these people are and what they've been working on since 1992. And prepare in their minds means global centralized control. A global outbreak is exactly the kind of event that they've been waiting for. Climate change was taking too long and it was losing. Well, hear it from their own mouths. Watch. The annualized risk posed by pandemics is a... Uh on par and rivals with climate change. The scariest thing about Event 201 is that almost everything they predicted has come true. They predicted overwhelmed hospitals, the lack of PPE and ventilators, experimental drugs like hydrox hydroxychloroquine that would come out, everything. And their predictions will be used as ammo to push their radical agendas. I believe it is their intention to fundamentally transform the world and mold it into a centrally controlled monstrosity. Now that you've seen, read, or heard their plans for yourselves, do you agree with it? If you've just only seen this, don't answer that question. Go and do your own homework and then come back to the show. Make sure that you're heard by local and state. Okay. Here's the question I have. So, first of all, I think that, um, and obviously we're going to jump back into it. Now, Glenn Beck, we have to take it with, with a grain of Glenn Beck. I understand where he's coming from and you have to, I guess, try to understand his worldview mm -hmm. because this can kind of fit this religious fanatic, uh, uh, you know, fulfillment of prophecy in the Bible or the Book of Mormon or whatever it is that he subscribes. I know he's a Mormon, not picking on him because he's a Mormon, but these folks tend to see, to see end of times in everything from the Patriots winning the Super Bowl to whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. But just because that's what his agenda might be to say, okay, well, you know, because he, he, I don't want to call him a grifter. I think Glenn really believes in what he's selling to people. Um, he's been on the same, like he's been on the same shit for a long time, a long time, but here's an important thing that you have to take from this. And I'm sure that Christopher uh, uh, found this himself and I'm sure angel did. It should concern everybody when there's a merger of business in the state. There's a word for that. Mm -hmm. It's called corporatism. Another word for corporatism is what? Fascism. Fascism. Mm -hmm. That should be incredibly concerning to anybody. The on the um, inverse, the state is very. Now, here's the thing. I hear I hear a lot of this all the time too. Because what I'm going to say is, well, the state can't run a cafeteria for profit. It can't. That they, they tried it at. Um, was it the cafeteria in uh, in in Congress? They they couldn't they couldn't make a profit. They couldn't make a dollar because they were so poor at you know managing it. Also, they can't pave roads to save their lives, ones that last. Mm -hmm. 
But is that because of gross incompetence or is it because they don't give a shit and the focus is really on something else? They don't care if your roads function properly, if there's a return on your investment or, you know, stolen goods that are taxes. Uh, you know, they're more concentrating making bombs and, you know, uh, working with corporations and shit like that to make sure that they control everything. Um, with that being the case, again, I, I agree, do your own homework with it, with his video, 100%. But it should concern everybody from whatever side of the spectrum that you're on when the state and business begin to come together and work together. That is incredibly terrifying. And I know that Ike talked about it when he talked about the military industrial complex. And there's a specific article uh, where the John Birch Society gets mentioned uh, specifically talking about Agenda 21 and calling Ike a, a closeted communist or something like that. Um, I, I don't... I, I'm not aware that Ike was a closeted commie, not 100% sure, um, but um, I guess that's up to interpretation. But uh, anyway, I just wanted to point, like, there's certain things that you hear in that video that should be very concerning to anybody. And this video was from 2020, was it not? So, yeah, yeah, so it's not terribly old. No, not at all. And I think, again, he gets a lot of stuff right. It's just, again, I sometimes I get nervous when someone is a religious fanatic and they're trying to fulfill the prophecy on their own. You know what I mean? Oh, this is when the devil or uh, the whore of Babylon or whatever, or the, the red polka dotted cow and the second time Solomon <laughs> and all this other horse shit are coming together. You know, this it, it, did, did the coronavirus provide a perfect opportunity for the government to flex? Well, duh, we're still seeing it. You're not out of the woods yet either, okay? Because Drudge, whom I don't know what their deal is, has an article up right now talking about that there's a second, uh, another wave coming in the fall that'll infect 100 million people. Well, why are you talking about it right now? It's May right now. You're pre that to me that sounds like you're prepping. Yeah. You're prepping your audience to be to get ready for what potentially could be something inevitable. Anyway, um, that's what I picked up on that, you know. And then 2030 event 201 and like you know he's right you substitute the pigs for bats and we're there mm -hmm. bada bing bada boom so that's definitely I, I mean there is there something there i think so i mean again it all depends on how you approach it if you take it's kind of like what thomas jefferson did with the new testament he took all the supernatural shit out of the bible and just you know did what like jesus allegedly said you know you it, take glenn's self-fulfilling prophecy out of there in his religious context and what he might be wanting to achieve and what he might be wanting to see because a lot of these people they want this to happen because that means that they're that, that god's going to come back right and the end times are coming right exactly that was probably like one of the biggest problems i had when trying to find like articles on agenda 21 with anything remotely interesting to say is like so many of them do have that religious slant or came from like a religious publication and those are definitely the things that i try to avoid because that's like like you said like when you start throwing in like that supernatural element like that's that's where where they lose me mm -hmm. like let's let's go forward with like clear cut facts or let's look at things how they've occurred and and put the pieces together and look at how things are happening in reality and, and what can we, if anything, can we do about it? 
but but yeah like the end time prophecies all that they they lose me on that um but like it's just crazy like when you t- like when you look into like what agenda 21 was trying to do with with sustain you know like they use vague language like sustainability mm-hmm. and stuff like that when really what that means in reality is regulation mm-hmm. you yes. know especially when the government is getting involved in it that's what that means that means regulation and what do regulations mean regulations usually mean taxing licensing uh you know the government telling you what you can and can't do with with your private property which then if they can tell you what to do with your private property it's not private property anymore is it no certainly not um uh, like some of the other aspects that i've gleaned from other websites about agenda 21 is talking about how they want to push people into the cities um which is something i touch base on i don't know if that'll get edited out of the video but um I had touched base on how they were like uh, reclaiming like large swaths of land and calling it wild lands um, and saying that you can't do anything with it's a wildlife preserve. Um, I believe that was one of the uh, reasons. Wasn't that one of the reasons that Obama shut down? Wasn't it the, uh, was it the Keystone pipeline that he tried to shut down or that he did shut down originally? And they said it was something about some sort of flower that was uh, an endangered species um, and they use that as an excuse to to shut down operations through certain areas. I vaguely remember that. Yeah, I, va- I yeah, mean, not hundred yeah. percent sure, but it sounds familiar. So, so these are like some of the examples of things that Agenda Twenty One, uh, you know, has done over the years. Um, and, and you know, like I said, with regulation, uh, you know, comes tax and government control, and and those things always make it harder for smaller farmers. Um, I guess another thing that was targeted was uh, turning farm vehicles into commercial vehicles. I remember which, that. Which once again puts them under more regulation, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, making it harder for these families, uh, you know, for smaller farms anyways. And yeah. then when you look at bigger picture things when it comes to farmlands, and we've all heard about this recently, how Bill Gates has been purchasing up large swaths of farmland, mm-hmm. you know, doesn't that sound suspicious? Like, it's, ain't it's that a, suspicious? <laughs> uh, you know, there's the Chinese investing in farmland, in American farmland. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me that that's not fucking suspicious. Um, it's definitely suspicious. Um, right? Yeah, and I was reading just quickly, the reason why they um, shut down the Keystone Pipeline was because it threatened the fragile water supply in several Granger states and property owners whose land it was being taken away from them through eminent domain by a foreign country didn't want it. That's what it says. Whether okay. that's true or not, I'm, I'm not 100% sure, but there, I think there was something, and it could have been another pipeline or it could have been something um related to that but i remember that with that flower i would just have to look to see what it was but yeah i mean i think it's crazy they're obviously they have a plan for something right right and it's one of those things where i mean and you hear a lot of people say this like you know don't attribute to malice uh what you can to ignorance or stupidity or whatever mm-hmm. and, it, and and it's it's one of those things where like when you hear stuff like that like you can't help but think like there's got to be a nefarious plan in here somewhere <laughs> like yeah the government exactly. doesn't you know it, 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 you can't help you know especially like i said when when someone like bill gates who's been a you know especially in recent times a much hated public figure 
um, you know, the guy who, uh, you know, isn't a virologist or a scientist, but knew everything uh, uh, about what we needed to do for the coronavirus. I just yeah. find it odd, man. It, it's really odd, too, because I don't understand why he was given this, like, you know, why he was allowed to speak ex cathedra on something. I mean, you fucking did Windows, guy, like, you know, for the computer, not for, like, your house, obviously. Right. For those of you that don't know where Windows come from, because we might have some younger people in the audience. Um, but, like, I remember him from the 90s commercials about, you know, you know, about Windows and the funky dancing and shit, and all of a sudden, like, I think it's Windows XP where that they released Windows XP, or maybe it was Windows 2000 or NT. I don't know. There's been, you know, shitloads of editions of this goddamn thing. I use Apple, but whatever. Um, and they were like dancing on the stage, like these middle-aged white guys just, you know, dancing and they're super excited and, you know, what have you to release this product. And now all of a sudden he doesn't have, I don't even think he has a college degree. Now, mind you, I don't want to sound like I'm gatekeeping here saying, well, you have to have one. Well, I'll tell you what, I'd like to see one when you're talking about virology, okay? That's why I don't ask the guy who trims the hedges in front of my condo, hey, listen, pal, what do you think about virus mutations, and how would you like to see things implemented? Like, he, he's, he's here to do the bushes, okay? He's here to do the bushes, okay? He should have focused on MS-DOS and making Street Rod uh, the game uh, for uh, Windows XP instead of leaving on MS-DOS like the Caverns of Kafka and all the other fun fucking games, Dirk, uh, was it uh, Dirk the Digger or whatever the fuck it was? Like, this guy's a computer guy. Why did he all of a sudden get catapulted into this category? And then him and the goddamn communist Chinese buying up farmland, then all of a sudden planes start crashing into fucking uh, food processing plants, and we're just supposed to sit here and be like, well, you know, it's kind of normal. It's just a regular day. Right. You know, I mean. Just a coincidence. Jesus Christ. Yeah, like but, it gets to a point where like you can't you can't sit back and just claim coincidence on on a lot of this shit. Once you start connecting the dots, like he said with all the food processing plants mm -hmm. uh suddenly coming up after they've been talking about food shortages for you know the last several weeks, you know, and food shortages are real. They're coming like hyping up the 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 fear machine. Right, mm -hmm. exactly. Exactly. Now, look at this article that, that Christopher has for us. This one is from the IndependentSentinel.com. And this is a little bit older, okay? Like you said, it's kind of hard to find some of this information um, that's fresh. Although, you know, rebranding it and selling it as something else is a different story. So look at this. A family in Colorado is being told they can't use a motorized vehicle to get to their home in the mountains. And when they prepare a legal case, their home was seized by the local government. Property owners in California are being told they can't plant on their farms at all. They can't plant on their farms and all water, including ditches, is being put under the control of the Environmental Protection Agency. One Wyoming man can't have a pond on his property because of the new rules. Chickens are restricting land use in 11 western states, California, Colorado, Idaho, Montana, Nevada, North Dakota, Oregon, South Dakota, Utah, Washington, and Wyoming. The dusky gopher frog is being used as a reason to target private landowners in several southern states. Toads are consuming more and more land in Texas at the expense of private landowners. The open range is a government ATM when they let cattle graze at all. Mr. Obama is lighting the fuse to end fossil fuel development, and he is destroying the coal industry. Okay, well, I mean, that neither one of those things happened. 
Um, the Keystone XL pipeline was stopped over the Pagoska Sky rocket, a wildflower listed as endangered. So there's there we go there. It is all happening because of climate agenda being forced on the people of the United States, and it all began with Agenda 21. Agenda 21 is not a conspiracy theory. It's a conspiracy fact. Information about it can be found all over the United Nations website. Land is being taken over or strictly controlled throughout the United States because of it. Agenda 21 is a legally non-binding, voluntary, implemented action plan of the United Nations to enforce sustainable development. We are a signatory country. It is not a treaty. No Senate vote was required. Listen, I love it how people hang their head on this shit. Well, you know, the Senate didn't ratify it right. Right. Sure, because that's that matters. That matters. (laughs) Come on, stop it already. Um, you know, and the reason why and again, I'm not against any environmental policy when it comes to you know, being uh, good stewards of the environment because I don't want my water to have like fucking plastics and garbage and, you know, the shit that's already in there right now, I'm not happy with. Or, or sewage or toxic waste in it. Right. You know, lead. Um, and again, there are trace amounts that are allowable, quote, uh, per EPA standards because you're getting into the PPM, the parts per million that are allowed, uh, quote, I don't know if it's legally or if it's acceptable amounts of it. Um, I don't know how I feel about that because I understand there's going to be trace amounts and a lot of things that we that we consume. I don't know how willing we would be like, well, there's trace, you know, levels of cadmium in your water, you know, uh, but the parts per million is very low. You'd shit yourself if, if you heard, right. you know, I mean, cadmium, no, there's certain things that we're like, but then again, parts per million. I don't know, man, I have a water filter. I don't know how well it does. Um, there's a one topic I want to cover that's, you know, just again, when we're talking about water, talking about fluoride and that's, that's for a different conspiracy corner. <laughs> right, right. We'll dedicate a whole nother episode to that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because that's, that's a controversial one. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, but this one is very real and, um, anyway, I'm going to continue on. So forget about the Senate vote. No Senate vote was required like it matters and it is not law, but it promises to devastate private property rights in the United States. Listen, they were already devastated prior to any Agenda 21, okay? Um, Eminent domain, a lot of people who consider themselves to be conservatives or whatever, they will side, well, well, you know, if it's for progress, it's for the greater good. No, that's not the way it should work. I mean, there's um, Route 59 in Akron, uh, the Martin Luther King Jr. Freeway, divided communities, and people are still pissed off about it, and it's a road that's not wasn't that it hasn't alleviated the traffic situation in the city of Akron that they thought it would well destroyed communities it literally cut right through it the same thing with 76 which by like if you're thinking Allen Street and a bunch of other streets that 76 cuts right through I mean these highways just bulldoze right through communities right and the government was like we don't give a fuck we're building a super highway mm-hmm. go fuck yourself now you're supposed to get what is it? Uh, you're supposed to get fair compensation for that, but it doesn't matter. If I say I'm going to sell it to you for $100 million, in my mind, that's my fair compensation. If I don't fucking sell it to you, you don't have a right to just take it from me and offer what you think is um, fair market value. Okay? It's, I'm against it. I'm not a fan of anybody being able to seize property, period. Okay? Due process or not, I think it's wrong. But then again, we are probably in the minority opinion because there's plenty of people. Well, what about schools and, you know, infrastructure? And it's, you can fucking suck the freckles off of my ball bag. I don't care. None of that matters. Right. It's not okay. It's not okay when the cops do it. 
Nope. Not okay when the local government does it. Got that right. Not okay when the federal government does it. Seizure of private property should never be acceptable. Agreed. Um, and, and, eminent, I, I, and I've always thought that eminent domain was fucking abhorrent. Oh, yeah. I mean, from minute one. And the justifications behind the support are kind of cringy at best. I, I just... I would, you know what I would like to understand a little bit more about this Agenda 21 um, is what's the purpose? Why? What's the purpose of all of this? Well, I think that the, at the core of it, the conspiracy theory, and I'm putting that in air quotes because I'm not sold that this is a conspiracy theory, okay? Um, because this is actually something very real, tangible, that it's an action plan we could see there's white paper on it. I mean, it's not. Right. Again, we can follow the trail from 92 to 2022. Bingo. And, put, and connect all the dots in between those decades and, and see what yeah. has come to fruition since they've enacted this uh, non-binding, mm-hmm. you know, action plan. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it, like here. Here's this one, too. In the United States, over 600 cities are a member of ICLEI, International Sustainability Organization that helps to implement the Agenda 21 and local Agenda 21 concepts across the world. The United States has half of the ICLEI's global memberships of 1,200 cities promoting sustainable development at a local level. The United States has also been one of the most comprehensively documented Agenda 21 status reports. Agenda 21 via ICLEI, to paraphrase heritage calls on governments to intervene and regulate nearly all ne- nearly every excuse me potential impact that human activity could have on the environment um the map above which isn't displaying at the moment that's fine uh, compiled from documents at the united states at the united nations geneva convention headquarters excuse me in 1994 it was produced and shown to the united uh, states senate as they prepared to vote on the Global Biodiversity Treaty, the Global Biodiversity Treaty was ready to pass until Congress saw the map above. The treaty failed because it could not be brought to the floor for a vote. As you can see, half the country is reserved for wild lands and humans are forced into government-approved settlements. So there you go, Angel. You asked the question, here's your answer. So now it's regulating where you as an individual can live by law in the name of protecting the environment, which the state does not care about the environment okay it's no. it's like elizabeth warren claiming to be but, a native american it's but, an but, envoy but 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 they might if it's profitable for them in the in the future you're right about that you're absolutely right about that um because if you kill everything mm-hmm. you can't profit from it no you can't profit from it and also there's also uh, testing opportunities uh, there's all sorts of wonderful mm-hmm. things. There's, you know, I mean, obviously, like, I I don't think that they're like, you know, goody two shoes and they're trying to like, you know, do you, no. do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, but I don't I don't know. Like, it's just a lot to understand sometimes why. And in my opinion, like, why are they doing this? What's the I think I think it? a lot of it. Is about centralizing control. Mm-hmm. And increasing the amount of control um you know through efforts of centralization and like you said about you know rewilding wildlands and pushing people into government approved i.e pushing people more into big cities because people in mass are easier to control versus people you know sparsely populated throughout the countryside 
you know, people down in the holler, the, the Appalachians, you know, mm-hmm. them folk are a little harder to control versus people in New York, L.A., Chicago, mm-hmm. D.C., Portland. You know, you, you, you look at all that um, and, and it's just easier. It's easier to implement control. Um, and, and ultimately, to me, that's what it all comes down to is centralization and implementation of control of the population of world population by, by, by the elites. I think whoever, that, whoever they may be. Yeah, no, I, I think that that's a fair description. And you know, this article uh, continues on. It says the rights of the individual are being subjugated to the collective. There's a term for it, communitarianism in communitarianism. The ends justify the means. The philosophy has taken over the left wing of the democratic party. Well, I mean, not all like it's hard. I hate it when they assign blame to one party because let's not forget that George H.W. Bush was one of the signatories of this. So this isn't a party yeah. thing. And, yeah. you know, I understand that whoever's writing this, again, you have to begin to view any of these articles or any of the interpretation through the lens of which the writer is coming from. Okay. Therefore, in this case, they're just like, well, you know, commun- uh, communitarianism. Okay. Well, that's a cute way of saying it's communism. That's how I interpret the writer saying that. Okay, well, communists don't have a great record with the environment. In fact, they have probably the worst record with the environment. All we have to do is look at communist China and, uh, yeah, and Vietnam. The worst example. Oof. Oof. By, by a very large margin. Agreed. So Very, very large margin. There's, um, I think there's a market to clean up the environment. I think that there is a, a genuine uh, market for uh, products and services and those who are doing their best to clean up the environment. And I think it'd be profitable for the, I mean, and it does, ben, does it benefit everyone involved? Yeah, I think it does. Nobody wants, nobody wants uh, their kids to drink fucking uh, water with cadmium in it. They don't want, they don't want their kids consuming lead or radioactive material and stuff. Most of these things are byproducts of what the, 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 the large corporations buy protection from the state to avoid having to follow regulations or skirt regulations. Again, if there were real direct action to where you could punish a group or a corporation who is like, you know, for example, in Barberton, there's, I think it's PPG. They own a shitload of property that you can't even set foot on. Well, there's, there's the reasons twofold. First of all, they don't want you getting near those water uh, reservoirs uh, for good reason. One, because they're fucking contaminated beyond whatever you, you don't want to stick your foot in there and come out with like, you know, a nut sack and an extra dick like that's <laughs> what you want right okay it's nasty nasty stuff and secondly they don't want you to discover what's in that water right. okay because that water is eventually going to get into the water table and the supply and you know the people of barberton and west akron and all that other good stuff it's terrible um but they have the money to buy protection it's like the mafia they have the money to buy protection from the boss to make sure that they, you know, if they do get punished, it's on paper. It's really not mm-hmm. going to damage the bottom line. Um, it, I, go ahead. And it's the same concept with them attempting to implement a carbon tax. That isn't going to prevent these companies from producing more carbon. Mm-hmm. They're just going to pay to be in a higher bracket and still put out the same amount of pollution. And, and it does nothing. And it's like everybody talks about, you know, obviously the agenda is like climate change and yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. And and they act like, you know, it's us as individuals that are contributing to it when the reality of it is, is it's 
businesses, corporations that that put out the most amount of you know pollution into the air, into the waters. It's not your common people. It's these large corporations. Yep. Yep. It, it, you know, it, it's it's um it gets further than that. So like you remember how they want us all on the grid and they want to get rid of uh cars because if we think about it the automobile especially you think about all right let me back up a minute in communist countries during the cold war getting a car was incredibly difficult to get why is that because the automobile is the ultimate form of individualism you can go wherever the fuck you want whenever you want to right you get in your car and as long as you can gas the fucker you can go wherever you want. Mm-hmm. All right. It's 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 freedom, right? You know, same thing with any kind of with a motorcycle or whatever. Like you have the freedom to get on this thing and go as far as your dollar will take you. Right. And it's the ultimate like you buying a car is a very individual thing. Like if you have the money and you get something specific that you want horsepower wise, um, size wise, whatever lifestyle you're looking for, if it's just to get back and forth to work or whatever. It's very individualistic, right? Mm. That's a problem for people that are in charge because you could do whatever you want. You can go wherever you want. You know what I mean? You, it's as far as the road will take you and your dollars will. Once you remove the automobile from that, and they want to, I told you guys about like trying to park a car in, in Pittsburgh is an expensive, expensive task. Uh, to uh, it's, it's really a lot of money mm-hmm. and they want you taking public transportation. And I hate to admit it, but it sometimes is a better option because they kind of price you out if you're doing it every day. The amount that I was parking in the city, I did the math, is $578 a year. And that's for once a week times four for the month, multiply that times 12. Okay. Not insurance, insurance is not calculated. How much gas I'm using is not calculated. How much the car payment's not calculated. That's just an addition just to park my car in a spot to get to my office. Okay? Once a week. Because uh, the rest of the time I work from home. And that's because, and there isn't a parking pass. Is that correct? That's just no, for you, you to just park in a deck. That's for you just to park in a deck. They offer specials for people that carpool. Okay? But you can park in a specific spot. This, that, and the other thing, but you have to have, like, there was a guy in California who got caught trying to do it, and he had a mannequin in his car, so he could drive on, like, the, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. It is. No, I, I love it. I applauded. He had a mannequin in the car so that he could drive on the express lane. <laughs> <laughs> I could try to pull that off, I guess, and, and you know. You know, I, you could just tell him it's your emotional support mannequin. I love that idea. I love it. And you I know you have to have closed. it. Yeah, like right. I, have, I have PTSD from driving in the city, <laughs> so I need an emotional support mannequin. Right, right. That's not um, a bad idea at all, at <laughs> all. Uh, but yeah, man, like that's it, it's an it's expensive proposition. So in a way, they make it like to the point where it's like, well, I guess, you know, I guess having a car isn't that great of, of a bonus. My, meanwhile, when you live in this part of uh, the Ohio Soviet Socialist Republic, the motherland. Mm-hmm. Like Our when car I is necessary. Not only is it necessary, but I'm I get irate when I can't just get in my car and go wherever I want for wherever you know what I mean. Like I I don't even want to pay to park. It's a parking lot. Like mm-hmm. there's nothing special about it. I drove last year. 
out to visit some family uh, in New Jersey, uh, down by the shore. Mm-hmm. And uh, not that Jersey shore. That was further north. Okay, I was a little bit further south. Two different shores. And I was there with my kid. And it was like midnight or 1 o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, well, let's go down to the beach. Let's park the car. Go down to the beach. You can't find a place to park for fucking free anywhere. Because, God forbid, first of all, there's not enough parking. And then secondly, the parking that's there was like $25 to park the car. And I'm like, I don't need to see the water that bad. I can go to, I can go to my room and see the water. I just open a tap. That's it. I mean, really. You know, it's the Atlantic. I've been there before. It's not that exciting. I've seen it from Europe, and I've seen it from the United States. It's okay. All right? Mm-hmm. It's okay. I mean, I prefer Lake Erie myself because at least if I boil it, I could drink it. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't suggest drinking the water straight out of the lake. I'm not trying to knock the water. But I know who goes up there, and it's questionable. You know what I mean? You might want to boil the water before you drink Lake Erie water. Is it as bad as Lake Michigan? No, because Chicago pumps raw shit into it. That Would that be in the case? Uh-huh. Yeah, no good. Uh, yeah, no good. so, like, all right. Good job, Michigan. It's going <laughs> to sound like I'm for this Agenda 21. I'm not. I don't, I don't really. But what if it really is to, like, stop, you know, the pollution so to speak like everybody has a car like think about it over time when you get a new car mm-hmm. um what happens to all those old cars right they have to go somewhere and i know that there's junkyards and and things like that sure. but then like trash is a problem like it's it's a problem that nobody really thinks about because the garbage is taken away from you and then you just keep generating more garbage right like okay. Same with cars, same with other things. Now, I'm not for them controlling what people decide to do. However, they may be trying to control some aspects of the um, final end use process of having a car, right? Like, I, I don't know. I'm not. They're doing a shit yeah. job of it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> if that's the yeah. case, they're doing a shit job of it and all the yeah. unintended. It, it, if it isn't for nefarious purposes, then the unintended consequences fucking suck. Yeah. No, I I, I agree. I just, I'm trying to figure out if they just one day had like an epiphany and they're like, huh, well, this is a problem. And we, ha- somebody has to do something right. Because like, you know, their, their uh, thought process is people are not inherently good and they won't do things to better their environment or, um other people's environment so they come up with these plans to do things and it just makes it seem more nefarious than what it is it's probably just a nefarious plan but i'm just saying i don't know like it's a lot there's a lot of information and a lot of different areas of information being pulled into one so it's it's obviously nefarious here's the problem there's cause Mm -hmm. and maybe that's the misanthrope coming out of me uh, my hatred for humanity. But think about what uh, happened when um, the white man was moving west and nearly wiped out the entire her- uh, population of uh, North American buffalo. Yeah. And, you know, the Native Americans have been hunting buffalo for thousands of years and just hunting them for sustainability, for their own purposes, for their own nations, for their own survival. Yeah. And, you know, I believe it's not a conspiracy theory that they were doing this to starve out the population of native americans on the plains mm-hmm. there were piles of b- dead buffalo just completely wasted 
completely wasted when it came to uh, the hides, when it came to the meat. Uh, you know, and you know, Native Americans didn't do shit like that. You know, there wasn't so much hunting for sport as it was hunting to keep themselves alive, but also recognizing that if they decimated the population, they would starve. The white man came and said, I'll do you one better. I am trying to starve you because I don't like you and I want the land for myself and I'm going to kill your food source. So, again, maybe that's the misanthrope coming out of me that's saying, well, yeah, I understand. It's a convenient thing to have on your side mm -hmm. if that's your agenda, no pun intended, on right. the play on words. But it's probably like a two-fold thing. It might be. And, you know, here's the other thing. It's just like, so under Obama, uh, the president before glorious comrade Trump came into office and then was removed by 81 million American votes. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> under Obama, 4.5 million acres in 10 national wildlife refuge have already been set aside for the sake of climate change. They purchased large tracts of land in Florida's Everglades with our tax money. They're doing this in conjunction with extremist groups such as the Wildlands Project. Okay, I, I you know, I'm not sure. <laughs> An extremist group like the Wildlands Project. Well, um, I've been through, if you've driven on Alligator Alley, it connects my, my jammy um, to Naples in the dong, the tip of the dong in Florida. Um, I was there back in the mid nineties. You don't want to get stuck in the fucking Everglades, my guy. I mean, it is a scary, mm. scary place. And we drove there through there at night and there were plenty of gator. Just it's like, fucking it's like Australia light. That's a really good way to put it. <laughs> I'm telling you right. Like, now. Take a picture and there's like at least like you might not be able to see it, but there's at least six things that want to kill you in this picture. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the Everglades, like, yeah, I've heard plenty of stories about, you know, you you don't want to be broken down and stranded and have to walk on foot on any of those roads that go along through there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's Off, a you got dipshits that get pet snakes so that aren't indigenous. Yeah. I've heard about that. Yeah, that was courtesy of Hurricane Andrew. Yeah. That they got out. And yeah. then they there's I think there's no more raccoon. There's a bunch of species that got ran out of town by these African rock pythons and then they interbred with the local snake population. And next thing you know, you have the super snake that's running around trying to eat gators. There's a war between super the gator snake. <laughs> super snake and we're not talking about the one in your pants. Um yeah, it's running around and it has a war with the alligator. And you know how I feel about crocodilians. I am not a fan. I respect them because they're living dinosaurs, but I don't like them. Okay. There's a respect factor, but I don't like them. You can but, always respect them from a distance. Agreed. From from here in Ohio, 2,000 miles. <laughs> right. You know what I like mean? a very long distance. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, yeah, there's, listen, it, it, the Everglades is not a fun place to be. With that being said, um, should the government control that land? Not really. But then again, in the context of what, like, I'm sure there's private land ownership that's in the Everglades. What they do is, you know, apart from getting on fan boats and go around and, you know, like, you know, fuck in the middle of the swamp and do meth and like, you know, whatever people from Florida do. I mean, it's a wild place and it's a strange place, dude. Do you know that there's more cowboys in Florida than there is any place else on the, on, in the country in Florida? I would have, I would have never guessed that. Yeah. There's, in fact, where Disney is, apparently there were huge tracts of land where cowboys were roaming around. And then in the panhandle 
and northwest Florida, there's a lot of uh, of cowboy activity going on up there too. A lot of ranches. Do you mind if I share a map really quick in regards to this? Um, no, land, share away. Land, share away. Uh, yes, please. Let's let's have it. Let's see what you got. Give us glorious visuals. So this comes from this website, Agenda21Course.com. Um, and it does show, it says a simulated reserve and corridor system to protect biodiversity as required by the UN Convention on Biological Diversity Wetland, uh, Wildlands Project, UN and US Man and Biosphere Programs and World Heritage Program as a vital step in obtaining sustainable development. And this map was used. Jesus Christ. Yeah, this map. <laughs> it's like the whole fucking, fucking title. Yeah. <laughs> but that's like the, that's the longest title I've Look ever Look at all of that. Yeah. Little to no human use. This, this map was used in the United States Senate to stop the ratification of the United Nations Convention on Biological Diversity. So... Core reserves and corridors, little to no human use. That's a lot. But, I mean, that's rivers, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, the Mississippi, look at it right there. I mean, but that's huge commerce. The Ohio, the uh, the Allegheny, Mahalia. I mean, there's a lot of use here. Yeah, uh, but but why, that's, that's kind of odd. Buffer zones, highly regulated use. Like, I, I don't know. So normal use is like these little tiny green... Um, for those that are maybe just listening to this audio and not actually seeing this visual, there are tiny light green, um, mm. you know, specks over an entire map of the United States that say normal use. I'm assuming that's meant for regular folk, but who knows what the government, what normal use means. And there, it's very small compared to the buffer zones highly regulated use um as well as core reserves and corridors little to no mm -hmm. human use um good news is that, that the the military uh reservations are kind of small um uh -huh. yeah uh compared <laughs> to do you see what where it is? It's kind of small on the map. Um, in yeah, there's areas. Area 51. Yeah, right Area there. 51. And then in New Mexico, we're at Los Alamos. Yeah, so um, kind of odd. Uh, looks like the core reserves and corridors, little to no human use, are waterways. But I'm not 100% sure on that. But that's what it looks like. It follows the rivers. Correct. Um, Not sure why that is. Maybe they're just, you know being assholes who knows but, but at, i thought that was interesting look at but if you look at this map and ladies and gentlemen for those of you again who are, are consuming this the audio portion the three and a half of you first of all i'm very upset to begin with because the only net uh, great lake that's shown is the one that's filled with chicago's fecal matter and that is lake michigan um not understanding why that lake is pictured and, and by the way there is some good news with regards <laughs> to the great lakes which to me is the greatest resource that the that this country has and why i like living where i live is because of the access to fresh water and you fuckers in california know good and goddamn well why that's important you know what i'm saying it's pro jay it's probably because that portion of the lake is inside the united states versus being on the um the canadian border the, yes well there was an agreement between the provinces in canada and the states the great lake states where they agreed that 
First of all, Canada's strange. And those of you that are from, and we got some listeners in Canada, my understanding is that Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II owns all water in your country. Okay, all of it. Even on private property, it's Her Majesty's water. It's property of the crown. If I'm incorrect in that, please use guys at gmail.com. Let me know. But from what I understand, there was an agreement between the provinces, the lake provinces and the, and the Great Lake states to not allow federal control of the water. Um, and again, the queen can own it from her Buckingham Palace. I don't think she's going to get on whatever the equivalent is of Air Force One over there. Her Majesty's number one. I don't I don't know. British Airways one. I don't know. And come over there and harass you about your water. But I wouldn't trust any government, like, I don't even like the state government getting near the goddamn water. But the federal, but any federal authority, north or south of the border, that's a problem. So I'm glad that, you know, there was enough common sense amongst the, um, the, the people that are around the Great Lakes to say, hey, listen, we're not going to let them fucking come near this. Because it's the most precious resource on the planet. Like I said, you can walk to where pretty much anywhere you need to go. It might take you a while. But when we run out of water, man, it's, yeah, we all know what the end result is. It's no good. You're kind of SOL. You got that right. If you looked at that map again also, did you see the large port? I mean, granted, there's a splotch in the corner of Wyoming and um, Idaho where, where Yellowstone is, right? I understand that. Okay, I, That makes sense to me. Okay. Look at the Cascades. The Cascades are almost all red. Mm-hmm. All right. Then you have the mountains of California that are all red. All right. Mm-hmm. Now, why... This portion along the border in Mexico and in Tejas, there's a there's a huge splotch. That's not where El Paso is. El Paso is further northwest of that. No, but they they call it Border 21. And I will let you actually read that because you're talking about it. But yeah, it's like um, it says La Paz sidebar agreement of NAFTA 200 mile wide international zone of uh, cooperation don't know what the fuck that oh is. is that the constitution free zone where they could stop you at any point in time and you don't have a fourth amendment i mean not that you really had one to begin with i i don't know but yeah. isn't with, what isn't it within like 100 or miles of the border or some shit like that yeah where that the where ice and customs can pull you over for, for no reason it, well and, it says 200 mile wide great well they expanded it perfect I don't know. Okay. All right. I was just curious about that and because the whole, yeah, the whole border's red and then they have large splotches, but that's not El Paso. And then if you look at the Dong of Florida, that's a good portion of the Everglades there. Um, okay. Okay. So yeah, 200 miles, sorry, 200 mile wide. So yeah, it is. It's 100 miles across either section of the border. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. Does that that has to include Ohio too because it's a border state with Canada? Uh, yes, it does. And we're well within the range in the Northeast Ohio area. Cause... Yeah, hundred miles from. Well, I mean, because the lakes there, I I don't I don't know. Is it from the border of Canada and no. the United States in the I, on the lake, it's, or from it, the ground? It's from the ground, I believe. Oh, well, we're all fucked then. It's weird. It's just weird. Goddamn near fucking Columbus know. at that point in time. Great, wonderful. A hundred miles. Well, yeah. from where I live, it's about 117 miles away from Columbus. So, and Cleveland is roughly 40 miles northeast of where I live. So, yeah, you're in. Yeah, you're in the danger zone. Cue the Kenny Loggins song. Um, uh, so, okay. So, what? Let, let's let's uh, summarize. Okay. Let's summarize and let's get everybody's opinion. I, I'll start. 
Is this a conspiracy theory or conspiracy fact? I'm going to go ahead and say fact. I think that based, like, it may not be Glenn Beck-style fact, but there's definitely something going on here. And I think we have enough evidence to say, empirical evidence to say, this is a real agenda. Not just, I mean, they have it written down, for Christ's sake, okay? Right. It's not like Glenn Beck invented the phrase of Agenda 21 or Alex Jones did or whoever, you know, the person is that they want to pin the crazy talk on. It's not necessarily crazy talk. This is a real thing. Is it non-binding? I mean, I'm sure that there's an argument that says, well, you know, they didn't ratify anything. They didn't do blah, 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 blah. Okay, fine. That's okay. That doesn't mean that's going to stop them from implementing policy. You know what I mean? What should make people nervous is that it comes to all levels of the of the state, whether it be at the federal, state, and local level. And, you know, I, I don't know how it, Detroit ties into this because they have large swaths of that city that have been given back over to nature. And, I mean, there's some good, there's some good things that have come out of that because there's people that are actually growing food there. And like, you know, trying to feed the community and stuff. So there's some good stuff that's happening, but that's usually as a result of individuals acting and not a, a state entity uh, doing anything worthwhile. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, well, so. I'm guessing it's all a, a community naturally coming together organically. Right. right. Exactly. Go ahead, Angel. I'm guessing uh, this Agenda 21, you know, 2030 is a part of multiple agendas to achieve some goal um you know whether that be splitting up the country into different regions uh for you know specific uses um and kind of you know segregating things that way um i i don't really know but it sounds like they have other plans to implement after agenda 21 mm. um that would further probably provide more information as to why they're doing what they're doing okay all right so uh, we got my take we got angel's take christopher what's your take from all of this do you believe it's nefarious do you think that there's something that we should be worried about here um i already expressed my concern about the merger of business and the state being something that none of us should really be a big fan of but go ahead please fascism uh, I definitely uh, lean in the same direction as you, man, um, it, that it's conspiracy fact. Mm -hmm. um, there's too many things that have happened from its original drafting date back in 92 up until now. Um, there's just way too many dots to connect to dismiss it or say that it was intended for something else. Mm -hmm. um, I think you're naive if you cling to that idea. Um. And, and I also uh, agree with Angel that this is just part of a multifaceted plan. Um, and this is just one, you know, this is just one head of the Hydra, so to speak. Um, and I can see how over time how it has morphed into, you know, what, you know, Mr. Beck talked about with Agenda 2030, you know, on up to what the World Economic Forum has referred to as uh, the Great Reset 2030, which I do believe, uh, in my mind, logically, I think that those the Agenda 2030 and the Great Reset 2030, probably the same thing. It's just been rebranded. Um, so, yeah, definitely lean into the realm of uh, conspiracy fact, which, you know, over the last couple years, uh, far too many things have been 
moved from the realm of conspiracy theory into conspiracy fact. Well said. Mm-hmm. Well said. And here's my final question. I'm going to answer my own question. Uh, do you th- do you think that it's going to be successful as far as you know removing uh, folk from the you know from from like rural land? Uh, in certain parts of the country, I think it'll go off without a hitch. And I think in certain parts of the country, I think they won't even go there. I don't see them marching into any Appalachia whatsoever and telling these people who already do whatever they want every single day, um, what you know, how to remove them from land. These people, remember, you have to remember where these folks come from. The majority of folks that live in Appalachia are descendants of, I think, originally, if they are not Native Americans, they're from Scotch-Irish folk who uh, wanted to get, a lot of them suffered a lot from the border wars between Scotland and England. And of course, in the north of Ireland, uh, for example, these people went to this part of the country to get away from everybody else and they don't want to be bothered and they do whatever the fuck they want on a regular basis. Um, in the bigger cities in Appalachia, maybe Scranton or Pittsburgh, uh, some state college, for example, where you know Penn State is. I think yeah, you're going to have a greater success rate, but those aren't ur- those aren't um, rural areas. Those are cities. So you're going to you're going to be able to move some of the people in the outlying area, maybe into that. Maybe that would be possible, but not in not in some of the in the hollers like in in Kentucky, for example, or going down to West Virginia. Fuck it, forget about it. West Virginia is the Afghanistan of the United States of America. These people do whatever the fuck they want all the time and and we leave them alone we're happy for them to do whatever the fuck they want but down in, into tennessee and the mountains of north carolina so I, I just don't see that happening um i think that uh i think that they're gonna have a hard time implementing this like again on a grand scale i think that piecemeal here and there probably but as far as getting everybody off of there not likely what do you think um, I think eventually, yeah, it will be that way. Okay. Um, I think that because the, so agenda 21, it, like I said, I think is a part of a, a more broader and it's going to be every, you know, because people die, you only live a certain amount of time. Right. So it's like, it'll go into like two, mm-hmm. you know, generations and like, where one per the old person will be like you guys this has been going on for forever but then that person dies right so like you only live for so long but the agenda as a whole keeps moving forward so every like 30 years or so some new part of their plan is going to take place and all the old ones are going to be dead or dying and they're not going to give a shit about doing it because they're so disheartened over time like that that's probably their plan and then they just take over everything. Okay. So I think eventually, yes. Um, in our lifetime, probably not. Um, okay. Yeah. All right. And Christopher, what do you think? Um, I I definitely, you know, once again, I, I agree with you, Jay, where I think there's going to be in certain regions, it's going to be super easy, um, especially like in and around big cities. Um in other areas not so much once again the the kind appalachian folk that simply want to be left alone um you know they'll use some guerrilla tactics on your ass but we've also we've also seen how uh, examples of how far that the government is willing to go even with people out in the middle of nowhere i mean we we're all familiar with what ruby ridge is 
Mm-hmm. Um, the government isn't afraid to, you know, shoot a pregnant lady uh, over some sawed-off double-barrel shotguns. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, those are examples. But yeah, I think they're definitely going to have a harder time uh, in in more sparsely populated areas. Um, they'll have to go through extensive efforts. But I also don't know if, like Angel said, that we won't see it in our lifetime. I don't know if that's necessarily the case because with as quickly as technologies developed, um, and we've also the the pan you know the pandemic gave them uh you know a uh, cause to expedite their plans good point um, that that's at least how i see the the pandemic is that they definitely use that as an excuse to uh ratchet up uh, what they were trying to do you know their efforts and whatnot um and i think that they've the pandemic in some ways probably helped them get a few steps ahead um, yeah, so def- that, 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 that's that's where my opinion lies. Yeah, there definitely was an ex- acceleration element to some of these plans because of what has transpired over the last couple of years. So, yeah, uh, good points all around. I guess we're going to find out. Like, I, I don't think it'll be in my lifetime. Probably not. Um, and again, who knows what's going to happen in 10, 20, 30 years from now, um, if the country even exists as we know it right now, um, based upon the direction that it's going with the ideological self-segregation happening, um, who knows? It might be an entirely different landscape. And if that's the case, if the coast, if the coasts say, uh, go their own way and, you know, the middle of the country that, you know, does all the fucking work um, and gets shit done and feeds people goes another way, that's, that's, there are a lot of different scenarios. Let's just put it that way, where things could, you know, be in completely dire straits and they could be in an entirely different, we'd have an entirely different conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, based upon that but we'll see what happens um it it, is it concerning yeah of course it is concerning it should be concerning for anybody who has a uh you know a respect for private property rights um and not in the negative um communalism that people tend to like with they have certain views on when you hear private property well there's private property and personal property personal property listen it doesn't matter if the state wants the personal property it's gonna fucking take it at the point of a gun it doesn't matter so don't let's not play mm-hmm. this game just leave private property with private property leave that alone um and you know eminent domain is a um is, is a horrible thing uh it, it, no matter i don't care for whatever reason it's for if i don't want to sell to you i shouldn't have to uh regardless you know because this could be you know, if you think about it if you have an emotional attachment to property that let's say you inherited from that's been passed down from generation to generation to generation, let's say, you know, maybe it's a cabin someplace where your family's gone on vacation, you know, for the summer, if you were that fortunate to have that situation. Like I know somebody who has uh, a cabin in Northern, uh, in Northern Michigan, the upper peninsula of Michigan, uh, is it by superior where they, uh, they go fishing every, every summer in the UP. It's a small cabin, but it's their, the lady's great, great, great grandfather's property. Well, she probably wouldn't sell it for anything, nor should she have to because of that emotional attachment. It's been in the family that long. You have all these, for whatever reason, there's a lot of things that, that binds you to, you know, some people, maybe not, maybe they look at the money and they're like, good, I can go build a cabin someplace else. And that's fine too, but you should never be forced to sell your property uh, no matter who's asking. And that's and to me that's the end of the discussion. Uh, we can go. We can progress no further. So, 
Uh, let us know what you think about this. If you guys have any uh, material you want us to cover for Conspiracy Corner, don't ask for NASA. We already did it. Don't <laughs> ask for the Kennedy assassination because I'll never get out of it. Okay? I'll never get out of it. But if you have something you want to cover that isn't fucking Operation Paperclip and, you know, the, you know, the branches or the, the tentacles of the, of the Hydra that come out of that, it, it, great. Use guys in that at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. Um, I appreciate Christopher for uh, bringing all this information for us. It was a good discussion on Agenda 21. Um, you know, I, I, there's a lot of interesting things that are happening out there. My thanks to Glenn Beck for still apparently rocking that fucking chalkboard that he had all the way back in the old Fox News days. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. when Obama, you devil, was a real thing <laughs> happening ever. <laughs> <laughs> you know that fucking dude go ahead go ahead i was gonna say a fucking video of alex jones going super saiyan still cracks me up to this day. i love that man he won't write <laughs> he won't write us back i've asked him if he wanted to be a guest on the show he's busy i hear that Infowars declared bankruptcy which breaks my heart for real yeah they filed for Aww. chapter 11 protection i think it is um you guys didn't buy enough of the super male vitality at the info shop <laughs> with dr group um but again alex is ahead of his time and you know he has drank a little too much and he has said some crazy shit um that cost him in the court of law especially when it came to um sandy hook but um alex was ahead of his time and he was awake way before a lot of us were that's for goddamn sure and you know his thing started with waco a lot of people that are a little bit older than me that kind of started them off too, uh waco so um again let us know if there's something you want us to cover for conspiracy corner this is going to be a reoccurring thing Uh, i enjoy talking about this thing about this and let us know if you if you disagree with our with our opinion if you think that this is a totally legit thing or if you think it's far more nefarious than we think it is let us know i'm i'm totally i'm totally cool with hearing other people's uh opinions and points of view on this but just remember kids fascism is bad you don't want any of that um, even if you think you're going to be in charge, you're probably not going to be. No bueno. Uh, no bueno. No good. So at this point in time, um, if everybody is good to go, I would like to thank our sponsor, GorisNexus.com, the premier sponsor of the Use Guys in That podcast. Please check out what Brandon has to offer. Lots of listings from a lot of different uh, places, lots to learn. Some you have to pay for. Some are totally free. You can find us on there. You can find Jeremiah on there. You can find Sal on there. It's a great listing. You can also contact Brandon if you want to list your website or product or service that you offer. Check out agorasnexus.com. Also, Team Mandalore, very grateful for their sponsorship. They uh, shouted us out a couple of times. Deeply grateful for the shout-out. Best wishes for um, the competitions that Team Mandalore is involved in. Wish them nothing but the best. I hope they bring home medals and uh, podium placements. Uh, Best wishes to them. Uh, IPA, IPAIN Acronal Accidents or Happy Accidents and... Ray Faba, fine art and design from the Great Lakes. Ladies and gentlemen, of course, we can never leave out AcronApothecary.com, Todd's Very Gay Soap for your very gay or not so gay or trans or whatever the fuck you are, your ass. Todd's Gay Soap is for your ass. Mother's Day is approaching. You're a little bit late on that. You're probably going to end up smelling really bad for your mom because you didn't wash with Todd's Gay Soap. She is going to be disappointed in you. I'm disappointed because you don't have a clean ass. But 
Father's Day is coming up next next month. We have Father's Day, the holiday that absolutely nobody fucking cares about because apparently fathers are worthless. There's also Memorial included. Day. Yeah, Memorial Day. Who wants to go to the cemetery smelling like shit, smelling like death? Okay, nobody wants to go to the Memorial Day celebrations, the the barbecues. Um, honoring the dead or whatever it is that you do. Most people don't really give a fuck anyway. They're just glad for a day off work that they get paid. Let's be honest. Juneteenth is another holiday coming up. Listen, there's a lot to celebrate. A lot of potential barbecues, a potato salad, a mac salad. A lot of fun could be happening. Um, Don't let yourself be caught with swamp ass as the temperature rises. And I looked, the 80s are coming. So in Ohio, we're going from... Uh, late March, early April weather, we're still enduring it at this point in time. It's just soggy, disgusting shit, and we're just going to get thrown into hellfire um, straight away. There's no transition. It's just wet and soggy, and then it's going to be the the burning hatred of the sun upon the fair skin, such as myself, um, who is dotted with skin cancer all over the place. Thank you to my ancestors for that wonderful gift. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, please wash with Todd's gay soap from his gay hands to your ass he cares about it because Todd's Gay Soap is. Thank you very much. Um, uh, quick shout out, of course, I'd like to give to my friend Matthew, uh, whose cousin John uh, unfortunately passed away. I've known Jonathan for the better part of 25 years. He had a, a rough, uh, a rough uh, hand, a real terrible hand of cards dealt to him. Uh, he is the part, he's younger than I am, and he leaves behind a daughter. And um, I'm really, I'm really upset about it. Uh, I have great memories picking him up at fucking Toys R Us about like 21 years ago to go get fucking alcohol to do a real proper boozer and have a fire. And um, he's just a great guy. Uh, and I'm really upset that uh, that he's no longer among the living. And um, it's just, hey man, every day you never know. You just never fucking know. Try to enjoy it as much as possible. You know what I mean? This is a short fucking ride. And um, all that aside, man, like, you know, seriously, if, if you have somebody, if you have people that care about you and you got food and you got a place to live, you're doing pretty fucking goddamn well. And if you have people and friends that care about you, you're rich beyond measure, man, and you're still in the game. So um, appreciate what you have. You know what I mean? It's a short fucking ride. So thank you, everybody. I hope you enjoy Conspiracy Corner. Best wishes to everybody. We'll be coming to you with another topic that's not related to the fucking Versailles Treaty to the Kennedy assassination, or to Operation Paperclip. We will not do it because we already fucking did. See you later. Bye. Peace.